Hey everyone, welcome back to Choose Inclusion. I'm here as always with my friends and co-hosts, Yubi and Mike. Say hi guys. Hello everybody. Welcome back. So we're uh, continuing our series of uh, Black Voices Matter. Um, today, uh, this afternoon, we have our our friend and guest, Jibril Suleiman. He is the, uh, he actually joined us on a podcast uh, a couple months ago. You might've listened to his episode. Um, he is the co-founder, CEO of a company called Inclusion, and that's Inclusion with a Z. Uh, Inclusion is a community of Black and Latinx professionals working in a remote freelance and work from home roles. It's a startup that connects companies with talent from underrepresented communities. Uh, so we're really excited to have you, Jibril, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. So uh, I, the question that we always start off all of our interviews with is just a, a check-in on how are you feeling, man? How are you doing? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all weird still. You know, it's, it's been a lot. Um, COVID actually wasn't stressful to me, but coming, going from uh, COVID to the situations uh, with um, um, Ahmad to to now George and then the you know the protest after that I mean that was stressful you know that was scary it was stressful uh, the anxiety level was high it's coming down now um, you know I've, I've been able to kind of you know of course push through um, but it's just it's just an interesting time right now even to see the reactions from all of the companies that are embracing you know, Black Lives Matter and, and that are really reaching out and taking that extra step, which should be that normal step. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but uh, overall, though, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm seven out of 10 right now. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's um, again, you know, why we're here is, is because you know, so we, we need to listen, right? And you're, you're in Atlanta. And so what, what's, what are you experiencing hearing there specifically? I mean, there's, you know, been stuff on the news and things like that, but um, what, what are, what's going on there? Well, you know, unfortunately, I, I can't answer that question truthfully, you know, in regards to Atlanta, because I mean, we're still in the middle, middle of a, of a pandemic, right? And so everyone's still kind of staying in the house uh, other than going to the grocery store. I mean, there are people that is going out and they're eating and they're partying and stuff like that. But, you know, the office environments, networking events, you know, everything is still shut down in regards to that. So all this, everything's online right now, right? And so that is kind of widening the, the scope of understanding what's going on all across the country, you know? Uh, so so I, I think that, uh, you know, nationwide, there is, uh, there's definitely, there's still shock, there's, there's awe, there's uh, excitement in regards to the, the new uh, fervor that's out there in regards to supporting black people in general. Um, and so I think it's just really an, an exciting time, right? I hope that Atlanta is, is, is able to open back up to the extent where I can give you a report on, on the ATL 
Um, I did go out and vote today. So it's, today is election day. Of course, it's been election two months now for the past two months. It's been election day with early voting and absentee voting and so forth. But I think it is a very exciting time. Um, and, and there's just, you know, there's a there's a new optimism that's out there right now. I mean, as a as a black business owner, as a founder of a startup, uh, how, how have you seen the, the the events of the last couple of weeks impact you and and your business? Well, uh, coming from COVID, especially because you know I believe COVID actually accelerated the uh, adoption, of course, work from home, remote remote work, freelancing, and so forth. And our business already caters to that. Now to moving to now this spotlight on inclusion, it is, it's providing opportunities uh, because, uh, you know, if when you think about providing uh, just black people in general, uh, anyone opportunity, you, you look at jobs, right? You look at how can they make a living? Um, and I've been pushing already this, uh, this need for a flexible work-life balance on behalf of professionals that are out there. And you know, it's just giving that that new, like I said, optimism that hey, inclusion is the company to get it done. And so we're we're slowly. It's it's not it's not fast. It's not no. It's not a a Zoom level of adoption with inclusion right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is that spotlight is being shined. And so, just recently, I was able to uh, be uh, honored with the opportunity to serve on a panel discussion that that would be this Friday, uh, alongside the the founder of Zoom, and uh, and other people that are in tech discussing the future of work. Um, and who knows, uh, you know, and that that opportunity came about because another uh, black individual kind of scrutinized the, uh, the the people that are putting on the event to say, hey, where are the black people at? And if we weren't in this environment right now, they may have said, hey, you know, we're going to look forward to putting black people on on the next conference and left it alone. But because we're in this environment right now, the choice was made to go ahead and add someone instantly, <laughs> even though the event is just a few days away, right? So I think that that right there, those opportunities uh, will continue on. Uh, I hope that it doesn't waver. I hope it doesn't fade out. Um, I hope it just continues and, you know, a company like Inclusion kind of can reap the benefits of, of being in the right time in the right place and in, in the right environment with the right mission. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about that. You know, you're using the right now and the right time. However, I'm, I'm super curious on, you know, how, how so, um, you know, we, we talked earlier uh, on an earlier episode of Black Voices Matter regarding, you know, the hashtag Me Too movement was around for 20 years before it became an overnight success and um, really started to, um, you know, pervasively um, be part of the, the, the culture. And so Black Lives Matter has been around a minute, right? It's, it's, this isn't the first... Uh, unfortunate event that Black Lives Matter has been around for. So I'd love to hear your your uh, opinion on like, is is this a moving forward or is this just a right now type of conversation? Well, you know, every new movement, it's going to, you know, or 
any business model is equated to a business model. You know, it's going to be that point of, of, of course, uh, adoption by a core group. Uh, and then there's this mass adoption and it's going to, that mass adoption level is going to level off to a certain extent. Um, but that adoption level is going to be greater than the initial adoption phase, right? And so that initial adoption phase may take years a lot of times. Um, will it sustain at this level of enthusiasm and, and passion uh, on not just the black counterparts, but you know, white and other counterparts as well, whether that's gonna continue to, to happen? Uh, I would love it to. Uh, you know, I would love for it to, to continue like that. Um, but, you know, eventually people are going to go back to their lives, but certain people are going to change from this. Certain people are going to have a new understanding from this. And I think that it's just going to spawn new movements. Uh, who's to say that, you know, the all of the passion behind now wouldn't have happened if, it, if, if there wasn't the, the previous passion behind the Me Too movement? Uh, where this this where this domino effect of movements have happened, right? So, um, not to say there is, but you know, there's you could definitely look at that. You could make an argument for that. Um, and and so I just I do hope that the people who needed to understand do now, and they will remember, right? Um, and I think it's just going to be incumbent on everyone else who've already understood those early adopters to keep pushing it. You know, um, I think I, it, it, what's interesting to me is like for instance, I we my wife and I just watched the movie Just Mercy last night, you know, and Brian Stevenson, EJI. You know, we talked a little bit about this uh, earlier today. Um, uh, you know what? I don't know. Like what? Do, what? What do you think the the future of this could can be in in, in terms of that? Like how many more Brian Stevensons do we need, right? Or how many more Jabril's do we need? Or I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. I just, I'm, you know, we don't, <laughs> we're going to always need more Brian's. We're going to always need more yeah. Jabril's. Yeah. We're going to need more. How many more? More. Yeah. That's the answer. We're yeah. going to need more. <laughs> you, you can't put a number on, on it. Um, I think that, you know, as, as, communication happens across the world as communication happens within this country as technology advances uh you know the goal is that it doesn't create a divide it is thundering here so i don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it's you all hear it but it's loud sorry uh, I hear it. <laughs> so you know uh, uh we we just want we want it to continue we want more people to evolve we want one person to learn from the next person i want i would love to have, you know, I'm 39, I'll be 40 this year. Lord have mercy. Um, but I want those 20 year olds to look at me and say, you know what, when I'm 39, I'm doing something like this too, right? And so uh, I wanna be able to multiply my effect 
as a role model on on others right until we don't have a discussion about this anymore um or, or, or a discussion on equality so how many more many more yeah so like one of the things that you know we talked about you know prior to going live was what's happening in the vc space and in the investor space i think that's um particularly like when we talk about dismantling systems of oppression you know we have to not just think about it in terms of government right we have to think about like how we're doing it in our communities how are we doing it in our companies and uh you know um i think part of it is like as we're building companies and looking at investors i think that's also one of the questions is how are we doing it in that space what are, what have you been seeing as someone who's really tapped into that um you know in the vc space and the investor space about what the impact of what's happening right now is doing well they're looking uh what's funny is that the the panel that i'm going to be on is um, hosted by a company and the one of the managing partners uh you know he reached out to me he said hey let's talk uh and i'm gonna definitely have a conversation but i will say i put up a tweet a few days ago and that tweet said if uh COVID or Black Lives Matter has forced you to all of a sudden start looking at Black-owned companies even more or start focusing on that now, and you haven't invested in a Black-owned company in the past year, then we don't have anything to talk about. And that I'm serious on that, right? So, uh, and I may be passing up an investment opportunity, but uh, I, at the end of that tweet, I said, not the token, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I don't want you to all of a sudden start trying because you're feeling pressure. If, if you weren't trying before, um, after me, you're not going to try again. You just want to, you want to satisfy uh, a moment. And I don't want to be used to satisfy a moment. I want people that, especially as investors to be passionate about what we're doing for the long run. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's not to say uh, the uh, this gentleman, the, the gentleman that reached out to me, of course, uh, I was looking through his portfolio and it was it's very skim there. It's very skim as far as the uh, the diversity of um, the, his uh, of the portfolio. Um, I don't know if uh, the few companies that I did find, whether they invested in them last year or not. Uh, but that's not part of, that's not going to be part of the discussion at all. And that's, and that's the goal of it. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to talk to people, um, have these discussions. And I think that that's, that sentiment is, has uh, been adopted by many people in this space. Uh, you know, especially, I mean, particularly black founders, right? They don't want to be seen as the token in this, this age right now where there is authenticity and support uh but but then also there's pandering as well right patronizing pandering just because of the fact that you know we're in this moment right so but it is yes it's out there people are uh, these companies are on the hunt right now for black founders they are well and i think um having the uh having the fortitude that you have to say you know i'm not going to be a token this organization is not going to be a token i think it's fantastic i uh I, I truly believe that having businesses and having you know the vc community actively uh if they're uh, 
because we, we already said like, okay, so may, maybe these atrocities that just happened, you know, finally, you know, got to a community in a way that all of a sudden now they're saying, um, you know what, maybe it's not our, maybe it hasn't been for whatever reason, but now the, 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 the mind shift has started to take place is is still super important and it may not be your organization but you know that economic oppression is is a real thing it's been a vehicle to keep um uh many demographics marginalized communities um down uh by you know financial means and so i i'm at least encouraged to hear uh and, and it may not be the right fit for you and i totally appreciate that but i i for me it's still a um let's say even if 10 or 20% of these organizations that aren't using it just for like, ah, well, we're, we're, we're going to use it for right now because everybody's using it. And if it doesn't stick, but let's, let's say it sticks with 10 or 20% of those, those organizations. Like for me, I'm uh, cause, cause it's, 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 it is a mountain. It's, it's a equity mountain that we're climbing and financial and economic oppression is a vehicle that, um, white America has used for a long time for marginalized communities. Uh, I agree. I, I <laughs> agree with that. I, I do. Um, you know, and how, um, you know, there's so many different discussions on how, you know, just non-Black people can be allies. Um, and, and I think that just each each person just has to do their own soul searching on that and um and if it if you're not doing good well enough ask someone <laughs> you know ask someone just at this point is consult consult some somebody on it you know ask the ask several black people right um you know there's a unfortunately there's a study that uh, i've seen before that says that you know uh, white people in general uh, don't have many black friends 70 percent um, but I, I can't say that, you know, I don't know how old that study is, but we all have social media now, right? And, and we can ask the questions, we can ask the, the, the tough questions, we can ask for that feedback, we can ask for that, what else can I do, you know, through forums like this, right? We can do that. Um, and so, you know, even, uh, you know, having me on and having this series, right, that is doing something. So I, I think I'm a believer in don't worry about how much you do, you're doing as long as you are doing something, right? Um, and you love it. how to do more, right? So I'm always, no matter what, I'm, I'm a type of person. So back in my wireless stores, my old partner, where he was my cousin, he was like, Jabril, just uh, stay positive and hope for the best. Uh, be patient and hope for the best. And I've always been BS. I'm gonna hope for the best but I'm not going to completely just be pace, patient and complacent at the same time, right? And so I think that, yes, as long as you're not sitting on your hands, you are actively doing something, then it's going to work itself out and you're going to contribute to the, to the entire narrative, right? To the, to the conversation. Yeah, so like, what would, what do you want to see people doing? Like what, what are the things that you think um, companies should be doing or individuals should be doing to make sure this doesn't just become another 
story that gets buried in something else, you know, a couple of weeks down the line. Um, continue. Well, first of all, get used to the comfort level of this dialogue. Um, I was a buddy of mine um, that he he was talking about his uh, he was talking about his girlfriend early in the morning talking about you know just the 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 situation the the protests and the climate and he was like I didn't want to hear about it he said I just it makes me uncomfortable right um, and you know I I, <laughs> I kind of laughed on the inside and I'm like well that's the whole point is to to burst the, the bubble of comfort for so many people because it's been uncomfortable for black for black people for so long uh, it's uncomfortable having to tell for me to have to tell my son procedures on uh, that are beyond the normal procedures in when interacting with police or or being out in public and things like that. It's even more uncomfortable for me to have to explain it to my six-year-old daughter in many ways. So, you know, we're experiencing that level of uncomfort. Uh, you know, it may not be every day, but it's, there's a good chance it's every three days out the week. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, just encourage everyone to understand a, adopt this level of uncomfort un and, um, and, and, and allow it to make you grow, right? I think that, and just, you know, you will get comfortable with it one day, uh, but I hope that you, I hope that, you know, there's procedures even in your own lives in place that uh, now is, is maybe eradicating some of the inherent bias or some of the things that, or some of the conversations that you may overhear that you may not speak on. You know, now it's comfortable to speak up when you hear those conversations. I saw a tweet that, that today was a lady, she was saying that she was having dinner and and it was just, they were making jokes about George Floyd and, and there was a few other jokes going around and she just, she was fed up with it. You know, she was comfortable being fed up with it. And that's what needs to happen in a mass way. Well, and that's, I, I, <laughs> Uh, that there's something that fires me up about that is when when society as a general and and I am I'm Caucasian but I've been blind my whole life so I I felt uh, a sting or two about being uh, partialized and I can't even tell you just how comfortable environments have been me working in uh, talking about you know blind people jokes and all that kind of stuff and and here's the thing like I, I want people to feel comfortable in and around me right Jabril but I, I don't I we have to you know again that, that's a way of feeling so comfortable with uh you know uh marginalizing and we we as a society we have to create a culture where hey let's stop focusing on on differences of one another and let's start uh, uh embracing the fact that you know being unique and being different is actually a blessing and it actually you know adds you know asset to uh organizations bottom lines and culture and like we, we have to feel comfortable and, and start being a little fired up about those conversations. Exactly. Yeah, like I, I watched, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of American Ninja Warrior and uh, there's this one contestant, Flip Rodriguez, Rodriguez, 
And he wears this t-shirt that says, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I remember seeing that a couple of years ago and I was just like, yeah, that's- Darn, that's I can't show you Mark that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're I mean, right about that though. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, and that's the perfect, I think answer is, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable or get comfortable with making sure that you check the next person and bring awareness and remind them of what of 2020. Remind them of mm -hmm. spring of 2020. I consistently remind them of the summer of 2020. What do you so kind of going back to this, you know, uh, the future of work discussion, you're going to be on a panel on Friday. Um, like, like, let's say everything goes the way we want it to. And what is what what does it look like five years, 10 years? If things have truly kept on the pace that they are now, towards change, what do you think it looks like? Mm. You know, and <laughs> in, in regards to the future of work, yeah, work and and just I don't know, community. You know, our communities and I mean, you know, Grant, this is this is something that has been, you know, a, an actual part of our history since day one, and so we 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 haven't as a country lived any other way. So, you know, yeah, I think it's probably it's probably hard to to even imagine, but what could it look like from a work perspective, but also just, I think in general, um, based on the conversations that are having right now, that are, that people are, are having right now. Well, you know, this, it, it, it is very hard to affect change uh, when there's systematic issues in place. Uh, this is nothing that's gonna change overnight whatsoever. We're not gonna see overnight change um, in this, but we 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 want to strive towards that. Um, and what does that look like? Um, that un, you know, it looks more PC. People who hate PC, I'm sorry, but it looks more politically correct. That means people are consciously checking themselves. Um, if on an individual basis, if people are checking themselves. Um, they're going to check what they do, what they do, how they think about certain situations, um, and they're ultimately though they're caring more because of that. You know, so I will say a more caring society, a more loving society, right? And so that uh, extra care in the way you think about things and in the way you approach different issues uh, will reflect over into the decisions that are made on on many levels whether it's hiring whether it's policy decisions whether it's you know hopefully for the people that are greedy out there <laughs> they can care more about not being greedy or they can care more about the climate you know they can care about so um i, I hate to 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 take it down to a granular level maybe i don't hate it but i i I'm not usually the person that takes it down to a granular level of caring and love, right? <laughs> but I think that I think that that's the short short-term and long-term outcome that I would I would like to see is people being politically correct in their subconsciousness, and that political correctness means bringing an awareness to caring about the next their their 
fellow citizens, Americans or worldwide, because, you know, this is this protest has gone worldwide. When my wife told me that they were over there in Pakistan talking about Black Lives Matter, I'm like, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> so, you know, this uh, it, it is. Uh, I think that this just uh, I think that even globally, if it brings an awareness to the fact that we need to start caring about people more. Um, and also we need to continue to, of course, address those systematic issues that may take years, may take a hundred years to go away. Uh, we just have to keep chipping away at that wall, at that block, you know, at that uh, structure that's been in place the same way that uh, these crowds have been chipping away at these Confederate statues. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, I love the positivity and optimism that you have, Jabril. I think it's a, it's a real breath of fresh air right now when there's just so much, so much kind of bad news in the world, but to kind of get, getting an opportunity to hear your take on it and just hearing the energy in your voice has been absolutely awesome. So thank you so much for coming and joining us and sharing your truth and uh, sharing, you know, everything about um, your experiences and what's going on. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for having yeah, me. Thanks, and uh, I appreciate it. This is, this has been great. You all keep doing what you're doing. I mean, this, this is awesome what you're doing um, in, in so many ways. Uh, it furthers the conversation. You all are not doing anything wrong at all. Um, I applaud you and what you're doing in your efforts. And we uh, got you back and everything that you're doing with inclusion, uh, like, you know, it's no better time for everyone to check out inclusion right now, inclusion with a Z, uh, and, uh, and, and, and find out ways to kind of help support black businesses, but more importantly, um, support an amazing business, which is what inclusion's doing and has been doing for quite some time now. Um, so thank you again, Jabril, and thank you to all our listeners today. Uh, we're going to continue hey, uh, tomorrow and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all soon. Hey, Nina, Mike, real quick before we, before yeah. we check out, I, I have to say, and this, this isn't, you know, toot my own horn. This is way about two months ago. I was, um, it was right after our uh, podcast with you, Jabril. I was part of a, a webinar series that talked about uh, resources. So uh, April 16th, I was part of a, um, a webinar that talked about DNI and um, resources to um, that are easy to adopt for DNI, and I absolutely put Inclusion um, as a as a resource out there. So I um, I'm a huge fan of what you guys do and how you do it, my friend. And uh, uh, I'll send you over the webinar anyway, so you could you could check it out. But uh, we're 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 here and we're supporting your brand uh, everywhere we can. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Take awesome. care, well, thank you, everybody. Take care.